when I give some people some of their gifts, they're just like, no, no, that's just, that's not a gift. It's like, because it does, it comes so naturally to them. They discount the gift that it is. And so it's like, oh, everyone can kind of do that. It's like, no, they can't. You can do that. You can do that. It's natural to you. That's why there's an ease to it to you. And, you know, when you embrace that and you own that, you don't just benefit yourself, you benefit the world because it's like the world is now getting to benefit from your gifts. I mean, think about that. Think about if everyone was just like sharing their gifts with the world, their true gifts with the world, not going out and just working themselves to the bone and exhausting and depleting themselves. Like what a different experience we would have. It all begins by understanding the mind. I want to be happy now. I don't care about the future. I want to be happy right now. You are not alone. You are never, ever, ever alone in this. It's helped my voice grow and given me freedom to be creative on my own. I'm Christina Barcy. Welcome to Be Bold Begin, a podcast dedicated to you, the creative, the healer, and the innovator. The topics and conversations we have here are designed to help you discover what might be getting in your way and offer you tools, techniques, and guidance to move through them. I live in the imposter's body more than I live in my own body. I don't have to feel like I don't deserve this. This is where creativity and healing intersect. If you decide to be bold and begin, you have the opportunity to feel humbled and empowered. I totally believe that. I'm a certified Kaizen Muse creativity coach, a certified Reiki energy healer, and an entrepreneur, artist, and presenter. I will share with you my experiences, my proven tools and techniques that helped me and my clients and loved ones shift and expand in the areas they most desired. This is a gentle and open space where you will hear how others are being bold to encourage you to begin your own journey or expand the one you're on. This is Beeple Begin. Hi, welcome back. This is Barcy, your host, and I have something really special that I want to share with you today. We had a guest on the show back in November of 2021. Her name is Kara Batar, and her episode is number 69. It's called How You Can Live the Dream Life You're Meant to Live with Kara Batar, Optimization Coach. And her journey to finding fulfillment and happiness is so relatable in that episode. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, I strongly suggest it. But After our talk, she sent me an email asking if she could very generously gift me a manifesting blueprint. And I'm so glad that I said yes, because I wasn't sure what it was, to be honest, but it was so on the nose about so many things about myself. It was very revealing. So I'm bringing Kara back on today to talk with her about what a manifesting blueprint is, how she does it, how to work with it, and how it can help us find what we're looking for and find more alignment in our lives. And she can tell us more about all of that. So welcome back, Kara. Thank you so much for having me back. It's so nice to be here again. I'm so glad that you reached out and shared this wonderful practice that you do. It's part of your practice. So we're going to talk all about it. It's a very thorough process, a reading, or you'll help me define what it is in a moment. But I just want to recap for everyone who maybe hasn't listened to your other episode yet, your journey. I want to talk about your journey just a little bit, just to catch them up really quickly. So you were a lawyer first meaning first in your adult career life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And during that time, you were doing really well, but you realized that you weren't totally happy. So you quit, you embarked on this big journey 
to find what was missing. And that took some time, actually. And we go through the whole journey in the other episode, which again, I think it's so relatable for anyone who's not completely sure why things aren't feeling as good as they should if you're successful, right? Quote unquote, successful. So you went on this journey to find what felt good and what would bring you closer to your truth and to feel in alignment. And you discovered a lot of modalities. You basically tried everything. (laughs) And the one that really resonated with you, I'm sure they all resonated in some form, but the one that really made a bigger shift was Kundalini Yoga. And then you began your optimization practice, which I love that you call it that because after getting to know you and spending more time with you after our last episode as well, it it really does feel like you are trying to find ways to create optimization in people's lives. Like how can you optimize this experience that we're all having here in our lives, in this world, in this plain dimension of space? (laughs) That's what I feel like you're doing. So from this coaching practice that you've created you do these things called manifesting blueprints. And I got to experience one with you. So can you just help us understand what optimization coaching is, how you would define that? And then what is a manifesting blueprint? Yeah, for sure. So the work that I do is really about helping people to understand who they are and how they function so that they can really live the lives that I would say they are first capable of living, but I would also say really meant to live. And so I think a lot of people might, when I say something like that, people might be like, oh, I know who I am and I know how I function. And to that, I would say, you know, if you're living in states of stress, if you're living in states of overwhelm, if you're living in states of monotony, if you're living in states where you feel like everything is hard work and life is this thing that depletes you of energy, if you're living in states of low levels of joy or lack of fulfillment, if you're in places where you're feeling bad about yourself, feeling like what you do is never good enough and never will be good enough, if you're living in states like that, I would say you actually have misunderstandings about who you are and how you function. And you're not actually living from a place of what is your fundamental nature and experiencing all that you could experience. And so I know that this is common. I know that a lot of people live this type of life and this type of existence, and it's treated as if it's normal. And I just want to be very clear about that. It's not normal. It's been normalized. It is not our fundamental nature. We can have such a different experience. And so what my work really is, is about helping people understand who they are and how they function. And so once they do, then what happens is they're so empowered because it's like you understand how you're getting the results that you're getting. You understand how to bring forth the life you want. You understand why you're feeling the way you're feeling and how you can feel differently. And so it's like you step into this really empowered state. You also step into this really clear state. It's like you leave the confusion because it's very confusing when it's like I work so hard and yet other people seem to have more success than me or I have all of this success and I'm still not happy. It's like this very kind of confusing thing. And when you really step into understanding yourself, you step out of that confusion, you step into clarity. And the other thing is it's like you step into like what is it that I really, truly want? It's like you step out of hopelessness in a sense. Like you don't have to just accept your life as it is. Like you know you want more. Like you can feel it when you really allow yourself to tap into that. Like you know you want more, you can feel it. And so that's really what my work is about. And my position is once we do really understand ourselves and how we function, 
we can then have such a different experience. And so then the question becomes like, well, how do we do that? And how do we do it in a way that is very effective and efficient? Because we do live in an experience where people are very busy. They do have a lot of things going on. It's like we don't want to spend our whole lives just trying to figure things out, trying to figure ourselves out. (laughs) It's like we want to figure it out and move forward and enjoy and really kind of revel in and relish in this experience and in ourselves. Wow, that just feels so like relieving to hear you say it that way. Like all the possibility that comes with clarity is, it sounds simple. The confusion makes it feel very unsimple. It makes it feel very out of reach. It makes it feel like somehow other people have something I don't have and it's just not for me. Like, why isn't it for me? I feel like it should be for me. (laughs) It's like, yeah. yeah, how many of us have felt that way? I mean, that's exactly how I felt. It was like, I'd look around and think, all these other people have, I mean, what I thought they had, I don't actually know, but it's like you do. And in my mind, it was like, everything I got, I got through a lot of hard work. That was kind of like my thing, like, I'm going to work really, really hard. And then I'll, you know, then I'll get what I want. It's like, I worked really hard to get where I was just to continue to work really, really hard. Right. And so it does, it leaves this confusion. I really got to the point where it's just like, well, that's just my life. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, why? I don't know. Right. Other people can have a different experience. Why? I don't know. (laughs) It's interesting that you bring up hard work. That resonates with me because I have a work ethic that's similar to yours, and at least in the way that you talk about the way it was for you before. And it feels natural to me to just do the work. I don't have a problem doing the work if there's work required. And it's also hard to pull apart this normalized Western belief that that is how you achieve whatever it is you're trying to achieve, whether it's a certain feeling or an object or some kind of outcome, it requires hard work and sacrifice, which (laughs) that word, I hate that word. I don't want to sacrifice anything about the experience that I want to experience. I don't want to sacrifice other things I love for a single outcome of something else I want. So that becomes very like confusing and hard to break apart. You can go onto social media and just see posts like that. Like the early bird gets the worm and like Mm -hmm. that's cliche, but there's tons of memes that are like hard work, you know, working hard, like getting up, doing the thing, like all of this very, like, in my opinion, like kind of testosterone heavy way of approaching (laughs) (laughs) life, not to be super binary right now, but there's just something about that, that there's a part of me that very easily subscribes to that. And just by default, kind of built a structure in my life. And I'm sure we'll get into this because we're going to talk about my experience with the blueprint. But it's like, oh, how did I get here again? Like I left my job that I hated. It was a lot of hard work, all this stuff. And then I built a structure for myself that looks exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. Like, wait a minute. How did this happen? It does feel confusing. It does feel confusing. And there's so much there in what you just said. The thing that people don't understand is when you work hard, you're choosing hard work. It's like, that's what you're choosing. And so you just get more of it. I mean, that's just the truth. And that's the energy. Yeah. There's a big difference between hard work and putting forth effort. There's a big difference between hard work and things that challenge you. There's a big difference. Yeah. So that is really, really good to hear. Can you just say that one more time? Yeah. There's a big difference between hard work and putting forth effort. And there's a big difference between hard work and doing things that challenge you. Putting forth effort, that can be very interesting. That can be very exciting. Like we're not meant to just sit around and do nothing. Like we are creative beings. We are going to put forth effort. It is different from hard work. 
I would say it's completely different. It doesn't seem that different, but it energetically in the way you feel going into it, it is. It's like when you're, for instance, saying writing something that feels really inspired to you, you're putting forth effort. That's totally different from this. I have to push this thing into existence. I have to grind this thing into existence. And believe me, I know that so well because that was where my success came from. It was from everything felt so hard to me and everything too. the difference between effort and hard work. Effort can actually energize you. Hard work will deplete you. Mm. Yeah. That's a good way for someone to check in. Yeah. With those two polarities of how does what I'm doing feel? Does it feel like I'm energized by it or do I feel depleted by it? Mm -hmm. And I just want to add, since we're talking about this for all those people out there, you know, I thought the only way I could succeed in life was through hard work. I didn't know anything different. And I had even listened to people at the time who would talk about, oh, I had this idea for this book and I wrote this book and it was just this like beautiful kind of experience for me. I'm just like, what? Like I have no <laughs> concept of this. Everything was hard work for me. And everybody holds within them that creativity and that knowing and that kind of intelligence that kind of you could even call it like geniusness or inspiration, whatever you want to call it, that will really come forth when they put forth effort, but it does not have to come from hard work. And I will tell you from my own experience, hard work begets more hard work because you're ultimately choosing. You think you're choosing the success, you're actually choosing hard work. So that kind of brings up the topic of unconscious choices. Like how we're just operating, there's parts of us that are operating unconsciously and we're seeing those things come to existence in our lives and we may not understand that there may have been, and I'll use the word manifestation, they may have been manifested unconsciously with maybe 5% conscious, right? Like we put action consciously, but we didn't understand these energies that we were choosing the way you just described, like the difference between choosing a difficult road because we're like, but this is how I get there. This is the only road I know, but wanting the thing and like getting the thing and then going, okay, well, I guess this works. And I just have to keep doing that mm -hmm. in order to get what I want in my life. So how do we start to change that? Yeah, so that's really perfectly stated. I mean, this really is what we're dealing with. It's like, it's very, I won't say most people, but it's very common that we're just operating on like an autopilot in a sense. What we're really operating from is these old beliefs that we hold in our subconscious that we've likely held since we were children, or we're operating based on like collective consciousness beliefs. Like there are beliefs that so many people think them, it's like they take on a, almost like an existence of their own. And so it's like we're operating from kind of these subconscious beliefs we're operating from, collective consciousness beliefs, we're not really operating from a place of what I would say is the truth of who we are. And so again, like the question is like, well, how do we really come into understanding who we are and how we function? And that is my focus. And there are ways to do it. And this reading that we're talking about is one of those ways to really kind of step into understanding who who we are. And so we really stop operating from that kind of just autopilot, just operating on those old beliefs, operating on like collective consciousness beliefs. And the thing about many of these beliefs is they're not beliefs that are consistent with the truth of who we are. They're actually highly, in many instances, highly, highly inconsistent. Meaning they're just kind of like going against our natural state? Yeah. They're not in the alignment with what our fundamental nature is. And so when I talk about our fundamental nature, it's like I know some people may think we kind of just come into this experience like a blank slate. 
And I would say we really don't. We come into this experience with our own gifts, with our own talents. We come into this experience with deep knowing. We come into this experience with creativity. So it's like we come into this experience really with all of these things. And then it's like we come into this experience not to become something. We come into this experience to be who we are, to express that, and to experience our own creativity and our own love expressed in this experience. That's so beautiful. And as someone who identifies creative and artistically, that makes so much sense. To me, art is like completely in alignment with what you're saying, because it's a way that we continue to reflect everything. It is a mirror of life, right? It's a mirror of ourselves. It's a mirror of our experiences through our lens and reflecting that back to others and then them having a mirror reflective experience with it as well. And it just goes Mm -hmm. on and on. So for those who are creative and can identify with that as quickly as I did, I think listen to that and hold on to that because that might be your entry point in, in terms of connection to what you're saying and what we're going to explore further. And that helps me tap into an energy I'm familiar with because I've had moments years in my life that felt so aligned and so easy and everything I created was just so easy and there was no effort and everyone just showed up to play along and everything fell into place Mm -hmm. and it was wonderful. And then something shifted And then things change again, right? And we're back to working hard, trying to do something new or whatever. Yeah, I can really get into that granular story, but I won't because we we don't have all day. But (laughs) (laughs) it's like I can think of my own life where I've had both, right? I've experienced both. And I bet others can relate, especially if you are in the creative space where you experience creativity, maybe consciously. We're all creative. Yeah, for sure. I know some people might relate to this easier, and I think it's so beautiful that you do. For me as an attorney, as a corporate attorney, (laughs) I really did not feel like I held that creativity within me. It was like part of me wanted to and knew it because I was a litigator, and so we did Mm. have to kind of be creative. There's storytelling there, too. Yeah, and that was actually my favorite parts of the job, but... I really didn't have an understanding of the true creativity that I held within and how much there was there. And so I can tell people if I can come to know and experience that, I promise other people that they can too. Yes. And that's why I really do want people to go listen to your other episode too, because we really get to learn exactly what that journey was like for you. And it's true, like for those of us who don't identify that way at all, it does feel so not part of our identity so not for us like that's just not who I am Mm -hmm. it's not part of my personality you know it's not how I make decisions it doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. so I'm really glad that you shared that and you said that because a lot of us feel that way as well so can you talk to us a little bit about how specifically the manifesting blueprint the categories we went through because there was a lot there Mm-hmm. And it felt so, it just felt true. Like I laughed a lot listening because it was like, <laughs> you know, when you hear someone telling you about yourself and you're like, how do you know any of this? <laughs> it kind of makes you laugh because you're like, oh God, they're seeing inside my brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the manifesting blueprint. So this is one of the things that I do because I feel like it really moves the dial in terms of a person understanding themselves. 
So I do the reading ahead of time and then the session lasts about an hour and a half. And it's like in an hour and a half, you just get like, bam, like all of this information about yourself. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's so cool (laughs) because you can then use that really for the rest of your life because what the manifesting blueprint is setting forth. So the first thing that we go through is your gifts and your talents. And so this kind of ties into talking about the sacrifice and the hard work. So when we are utilizing our gifts and talents, that's where our abundance is because those things come through us. Again, it's not without effort, but there's like an ease to it. There's a naturalness to it. So like we're expressing our gifts and talents. That's really when we tap into the abundance that we are. And interestingly enough too, from an energetic perspective, when you're utilizing your gifts and talents, you have infinite energy available to you. You kind of want to see like you open this kind of door in a way. It's just like, it will just, when you decide like, I'm going to utilize my gifts and talents, it's almost like that energy really just, it's like you're tapped in and you've got infinite energy. And so when you're utilizing your gifts and talents, then you're in a state of abundance. And abundance is not just money. It's like, we're so focused on like, well, if I have a lot of money, but it's like, but what did you do to get that money? So like, for instance, me as an attorney, you could say I made a lot of money, but what I gave for that money, when you look at what I gave for it, the sacrifice that was for me, I'm not saying everybody, it's a sacrifice to be an attorney. Some people, it really works for them. But like, for me, it was a sacrifice. And it was like, when you look at it, like, did I really... Like, well, I gave all of this, but I made all of this, but I sacrificed all of this. It's like, well, it's kind of like a, did I break even? Maybe. Mm, Or did I lose? Or did I even lose? And so when we're talking about being in a state of abundance, that's different from just money. It's like, yes, you have money, but you're also being energized by life. You're also being invigorated by life. You know, you're really in love in a sense with like with what you're doing like that's abundance it's not just about money of course it includes money but it's not just about it so these readings start with your gifts and talents and so we look at what those are and there's a complexity to them it took us a while to get through yours yeah but so we look at those and then we look at gifts and talents and then How are you actually showing up? Are you actually really utilizing them? And the other interesting thing about the gifts and talents is, so we live on a polarity planet. There's light, there's dark, there's pleasure, there's pain. And so with the gifts and talents, you get your gifts and your talents and you also get the polarity of them. Because sometimes people, it's like, if you have those gifts and talents, you're more likely to fall into the polarity of them. And so some people will actually identify more with the polarity, which that's actually beneficial. We can see you're really off, right? You want to be over here, you're over here. But it's just a really beneficial thing for people to know, like, these are my gifts and talents. And then it's also too, it gives you more, I feel like support in a sense to just go out and own it. Like, these are my gifts and talents in the world. Just own it, be it, live it. This is where my abundance comes from. So that's what the readings, that's what they start with. I will add that mine were off. Mine were really off. <laughs> so I was, yes. apparently I'm living in the polarity right now. Yeah. So another thing I do when I do these readings is I look at what your gifts and talents are. And then I look at where you're actually showing up in the world. So when mm-hmm. we got on our call for our session, I was very curious to find out like what you were doing because I knew something was off. <laughs> 
Yes. Yeah. I have questions about like what it's like for you on your end of like doing the reading, like your thought process when you're doing these. But coming from my side of it, it's like, it's so smart to start with the gifts, of course, because we feel really good about those. And we're like, yeah, that makes sense to me. That all makes sense. Like, that's really nice to hear. (laughs) And it's true. And I can see where that's how I operate. And for me, it was, I value the physical experience is what came up for me. And, And then I have a true understanding and appreciation for that. And that I feel is so true and just it makes perfect sense for me and I wasn't like no well sometimes it just it just made sense and then we got into whether I am presenting in alignment with that right now and I'm not (laughs) (laughs) and I have to say it's like this little tinge of like oh it's like well that sucks Mm -hmm. and it's not that's not not true either like for me right now it feels like I'm doing a lot of things that I care a lot about And I feel like I have one foot in one a little further, like I'm thigh high deep in the polarity, meaning I'm not in alignment on one leg. And then I have like my ankle in the other (laughs) thing that I'm trying to get over to because I can feel myself making moves in this other area as well, but it's not fully formed yet. And it's like, well, maybe I'm not trusting it completely. I'm not sure exactly where the shift needs to happen, where I can fully own it. And it's probably fear-based. I'm sure it is like trusting that I can do that that I can just do that, whatever that is on the other side, being more creative. I don't know, whatever that is. And I'm feeling a little neutrally confused, if that makes any sense. Like I can see it and I believe it, but I'm not sure exactly how to fully embrace that yet. Yeah. It's like you can take it in steps too. And so one of the things with these readings is it's like you get so much information at one time. And you can continue to apply it. So it's not like you have to like walk away from the reading and be like, oh my goodness, I have to like change my whole life. <laughs> well, it kind of feels like that because you want to. You're like, well, yeah. I want to be in alignment. So like, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. The interesting thing was I recall our reading when we talked about this, it was like you knew something was off because you yeah. weren't feeling the way you wanted to feel. I just remember it was like, yeah, I'm doing this thing most of the day and I want to be able to be doing this other thing. I want to be able to have like this more freedom to do these other things. And so, yeah, it just gives you a lot of support though. in being like, this really is who you are. And when you step into this, that really is where your abundance comes from. And anytime you're kind of off like this and believe me, I was way off. So like, it's fine. It's, this is nothing to like worry or panic about. But anytime you're in an experience like this, you're going to like have the fear of moving into something different. And the reason for that is just simply, it's like you'd be moving into a new experience. Like you're already experiencing something. It would be you moving into a new experience. And anytime we do things like that, the mind just, it puts us in fear. And it does it because if you do something new, the mind what it does is the mind looks on your past experience and says, okay, you've done this or you're doing this and you're surviving it. So keep doing it. (laughs) And if it looks to the new, it's like the mind is like, well, I don't have any experience to give me a gauge on the new. And so if you're like, you're standing in this place where you are now and it's like, you have this established kind of thing that you're doing. And it's like, now if you step into something new, the mind is really going to put you into a state of 
fear. Just because the mind doesn't have the thing to know, like, oh, you'll be fine if you step into this new thing. It doesn't know. The mind doesn't know that. And so there's going to be certainly a level of fear. And it's really what I've found is like one of the best things to step into because it's almost like that fear in many instances is really good guidance. Like this is the way to go. Because what the mind will do too is even if you're miserable, as long as you're surviving, it'll be like, just stay, just keep doing it because <laughs> you survived it. Yeah. Whereas like stepping into the new again, that's something so different. And so fear and discomfort are things that I generally recommend people to really embrace. And again, these things like for these readings, it's not like you just have to like apply everything at one time. These readings have such a richness to them. There's so much there. That's true. And compiling evidence too. So it's like once I like gave you this reading, now as you're kind of going through your day and like looking at the things you're doing, you can kind of start to compile evidence in a sense like, wait, oh no, this is actually my gift. I can see it here. I can see that this is what feels good to me. This is really what I like. It's like you're kind of giving even more like strength to like your own knowing about your gifts so that you can really start to step into them. Let's talk about that a little bit. So once you work with someone who gets a reading, like what should the next steps be? How can they continue to work with this in a way that will get them to what they're trying to get to more alignment, more fulfillment, more abundance Mm -hmm. in this whole way. Yeah. So actually what I do for my programs, I utilize these readings. And so if someone's in my programs, like I do these readings for them and then we utilize them throughout the course of the programs because again, they are so rich and there is so much there. And it's not the only thing we do, but it's just really helpful to have these in addition to the other things I'm doing. So it really is something that we continue to work with and continue to apply. I do do the readings separately for people, you know, for Mm -hmm. the people who want that because no matter what, I'd say you're going to walk away from these readings with a benefit no matter what. If you do it for an hour and a half, like you're still going to get a benefit, but it's like, how far do you want to take it? And so if you want to take it further, that's where I would recommend a more like more long-term like coaching. And I do, I use these Mm -hmm. in my programs. I quite frankly, I just think they're so helpful. There's so much rich information there. And again, when we're not used to functioning from the place of our fundamental nature, when we're used to functioning differently, it does take something to kind of move that and change that. And you're going to have these times when you feel fearful or when you feel unsure. And I think that's why there is a benefit to having kind of continued coaching and someone who's going to be like, you know, you got this and this is why, you know, kind of that support, which is why Mm -hmm. in my programs, I do do one-on-one coaching. I kind of, I've found through my own experience how beneficial that is. Yes. And like after having this, because there is a lot to break down and someone who's like listening to their reading, you're processing. I think it's not hard to process what you're saying. It all makes sense. You break it down. I want to say this because it's important part. You do a great job at making this feel digestible and to understand it without going, what does that mean? Or wait, what does that mean in my life? Or what do you, I don't get how that fits in. Or there's not a lot of confusion through the process of hearing it. It all feels to me, it felt very like clear. And that's so important. I think when we get something so for lack of a better word, like hefty, we get a lot of information <laughs> there. <laughs> like Listening back, I, I even said that I think throughout our calls, like hey, this is, I really like this format because it's easy for me to understand it's this or it's that and in this area it's this or it's that and you fall in the middle or you fall on this side of it it's like okay I can visualize that that makes sense afterwards I'm like okay 
I'm going to think about this a lot. (laughs) I'm craving this like pathway next. Like, what do I do now? So maybe you can talk us through a little bit of like what a program with you looks like. Are there steps that you take? Is it really tailored to the person? Or, you know, let's say this is the jumping off point. How do you guide someone from there? Yeah, so this is for my programs. This actually is the jumping off point. This is what I start with with people because it's just... I want to get a sense too of who they are. I want to know who I'm coaching. I want to know where they're at. And so Mm -hmm. in the reading, like we went through your gifts and talents. And then we also went through a bunch of other things where I looked at, you know, how you're structured to thrive in this experience. And so we went through seven different traits that you have. And we went through what the traits are that you have. And again, where you're showing up. And in a number of them, you were on. You were very much showing up in alignment and consistent with who you are. And then some of them you were very off. These ones, I think, can be in some ways a little bit easier than coming into sometimes the gifts and talents when those are off. Because these Mm -hmm. are more, they're almost like smaller little kind of pieces like about you. But yeah, so for my programs, I always start with this reading because it really gives me an understanding of the person and it gives them just a kind of almost like we're jumping off in a really strong way. Like here's how you're structured to thrive and here are your gifts. And then for the programs I have for each of them, I have recorded information that I give to people that they can just listen to whenever is convenient for them. So these programs were structured for people who are busy. Mm. And it's not like if you're not busy, it's not going to benefit you. But because I came from that corporate law world where I had so little time and so many of the things I did, I felt like it was like, you know, I have to go do this thing or see this person or do this thing or do this practice. And it was just like, I cannot live my life and practice law and do all of this stuff. And so with my programs, what it's really about is like, how can this really fit into someone's life and not be a burden to them at all? Like it Mm. will fit seamlessly. And so for the programs, I have the recorded information that they can listen to. And I did that again. So it's like, I'm not just sitting here having to tell people a bunch of stuff. You can just listen to it. You can listen to it in the Mm. car. You can listen to it as many times as you want. And then I have one-on-one sessions with people. And again, I do that because it's one thing to give people information, and I think that can be beneficial, but applying it, there's challenge there. And there's also challenge too. And just, it's like we live in our own worlds in a sense. And so there's challenge to really seeing kind of what we're doing and why we're doing it. And an alternate perspective can really help that. Also in my programs, I do utilize Kundalini Yoga and I just use it as like, people get a membership to my classes, but I utilize it more in the program as like, here might be a good practice for you to do for three minutes at your desk. Like, or here might be the thing that you need in this moment that will kind of help you with this thing that you're dealing with. So, Mm. yeah. They feel like tools, like tools they can apply based on what each individual needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. During their process. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing it. The structure of your program, because I think it's unique and it's good to know who it's for, like the busy, not that it has to be, like you said, the only, it's not only for busy people, but in the same way that people listen to a podcast, they can listen to your your information. Exactly. That makes that makes sense to me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when I was going through all the stuff I was going through, I actually listened to so many podcasts because it was something that I could do. It was something I could do in the car. It was something I could do while I was like making dinner, or doing other things. I had to be super, super efficient with my time. And so I just loved that I could just have all this wealth of information. I could just listen to it. And it was really what, quite frankly, inspired me doing the recordings was listening to so many podcasts and the benefit I got from it, interestingly enough. Wow. Mm-hmm. That makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. And maybe that is why podcasts showed up for you in your life so that you could mm-hmm. then build a program that inspired you to do it 
in this way. Yeah. That is interesting. Okay. So you also have another practice. I'm just going to jump into something else that you offer as well, which I don't know a lot about. I'll be learning along with the listener here. And they're called soul realignment readings. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So they're in a similar kind of vein as these manifesting blueprints. So what a soul realignment reading is, is it goes into more information about you, who you are and how you're structured, how you function, kind of how you're uniquely structured, stated kind of a little bit more accurately. And the soul realignment readings, they go into a number of other things. They go into things like spirit guides. They go into like we're kind of looking at where you're vibrating. Actually, it's so fascinating. It actually looks at your vibration Mm. rate. And because our vibration rate, like everything is vibrating. It's like we live in a sea of vibration. And so if you're vibrating at these kind of higher frequencies, like that's really kind of like we know if like you're at these higher frequencies, like you're really getting what you want. Like there's actually a vibration rate for someone who's expressing themselves creatively as they're naturally structured to express themselves and then making like, millions of dollars doing it. There's actually a vibration rate for that. It's like you're so there that it's like you're expressing yourself creatively and you've got so much abundance that's coming from that. So it looks at things like that, like your vibration rate. So I can kind of get a sense of like, well, where are you at here? And it's so fun in the programs to watch people's vibration rate go up, which is really fun because I keep checking it. Yeah, I keep checking it as we go along. (laughs) That is very cool. I have yeah. to mention this because maybe there's room to collaborate or something, but I just created a quiz that measures your brand energetic vibration. Mm. So it's actually a link in the show notes for that. If it's free, if anyone wants to try it, it's fun. So I'm all about that. That's where my brain is with all of this mm-hmm. stuff too. And it's very fun to check in on that. So if anyone wants to like check that out, I have that in the show notes too. But This makes a lot of sense to me when you talk about it from that perspective of vibration and how we can continue to up-level that, to grow the vibration, to get higher in the vibration and how that kind of shows up in our life, how the things around us vibrate at that rate as a result, right? Like we start to see it. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, businesses certainly have a vibration for sure. So that's really cool that you offer that to people. And yeah, so the readings, they have a number of things that they go into. They even go into things like if you have physical implants in the body that are not energetically like consistent with you, it'll pick those up in the reading. So I've had a number of like breast implants, quite frankly, be picked up. And it's not that, yeah, it's fascinating. And it's so interesting too, because like, it's not like I know these people, I don't know them before a lot of times I do the reading and it's, you know, it picks up these things, but really it's not like you have to get these implants removed. It picks up things like Botox and fillers. It's not like you have to get these things removed, but what we can do is it shows us that when the person went to get those done, they had an internal conflict which makes so much sense, right? Because we have so much kind of negativity towards those things, yet at the same time, people feel like they need to get them. Do you know what I mean? So we have all this conflict. And so during that course of the reading, we can actually resolve that misalignment. Mm -hmm. So it does things like that. And then one of the main things that the reading does is it goes into looking at karmic patterns. And so what a karmic pattern is, so basically what karma is, is it's when you do something, when you take actions that are consistent with the truth of who you are, you get a result that feels good to you. When you take actions that are inconsistent with the truth of who you are, you get a result that feels bad to you. That's what karma is. It's not a bitch. It's not this bad thing. It's this great (laughs) thing. It's this thing that we want. It's this very fair and just kind of universal law. 
what the reading goes into is it's looking at your karmic patterns. And really what happens with people is it's like people will have these kind of things in their life that seem to keep happening over and over again. And it's like different faces, different places, but these same things keep happening. It's like they won't have the money they want. They won't have the health they want. They won't have the success they want. And a lot Mm -hmm. of times what they're dealing with is a karmic pattern, meaning they have been believing certain thoughts and taking certain actions time and time again. And so they keep getting that result. And many times what happens is those actually originate in a past life. And So I know that's a whole nother thing. And I know a lot of people might not believe in past lives. You don't actually have to believe in them to get a benefit from the reading because if something has originated in the past life, if we're looking at it in the reading, you're doing it now, right? So you'll see it in your current experience. And for this reading, Mm -hmm. we're not indulging in these like what happened in a past life. What we're looking at is what are you currently doing now and how can you change that? And so how can you basically, how can you take different actions so that you're having a different experience, so that you're creating a different karmic pattern, so that you're taking actions in alignment with who you are, not, you know, outside of alignment. And so we're looking to at past life, also present life. So they're depending on the person, depending on what they have going on, that could be a lot of stuff. Typically, it's quite a bit. I've had like Mm -hmm. one person where it wasn't a ton of stuff, but most people, it's quite a bit if they've never had one of these before. And then too, at the end of the reading, what we do is if the person wants to, we can do a clearing so we can clear all of those karmic patterns. Wow. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever heard anyone say you could just clear it all. So you can clear it. So this is the interesting thing about the clearing. So with the clearing, the clearing will last for maybe 90 days or so. Okay. So what it basically does is it gives you like for that time period, you have a clean slate. So it's going to be easier in that time period for you to take different actions because it's your actions that are establishing these results that you're getting, right? So you have the clearing and then what can happen is we can look at, okay, so these were the actions you were taking. Mm -hmm. Here are the new actions you can take so that you can now develop new karma. So it's like it gives you this window of opportunity where you don't have all this baggage that you're dealing with. And you can then move forward, take new actions and get a different result. And I really like this because ultimately, who is responsible for taking the new actions? It's like you are. And I really like that. Like, it's so empowered. It's not just like, we'll clear this and it'll be gone. And it's like, you have a window Mm -hmm. of opportunity here where these are cleared. And now you can go take different actions. And it's such a powerful thing because then it's like you get to see the result of that. It's like, I want people to know like they can have a different experience and then know how they're doing it so that they can always do it. It was like, I used to go and see all these different people and they do all this stuff on me and I wasn't exactly sure what they were doing. And I'm not saying there isn't a benefit to that, but then I would leave and then be like, but what do I do? What can I do? It's like, I feel like I had to keep going back. And again, there's all sorts of different modalities that can benefit people in all sorts of different ways. Mine is just very honed in on. You now get an opportunity to take different actions and it will be way easier for you to take those different actions during this time. It's like you don't have kind of all that baggage. We've cleared it. So it's a really cool thing. Yeah. That is so interesting. Mm -hmm. And of course, now I want one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Are you open to talking a little bit about 
your process with both of these things? Like, how do you create this manifesting blueprint? How do you tap into this soul realignment reading? Yeah, of course. So these readings come from the Akashic Records. Well, to be more precise, the soul realignment reading comes from the Akashic Records. Your gifts and talents come from the Akashic Records. And so if people haven't heard of the Akashic Records. I hadn't heard of them. I was introduced to them. When I started doing Kundalini Yoga, I was introduced to these records. Basically, what it is, is every being, they have a record that's all about them. So we're right now in a third, like the physical experience is like third dimensional. Mm -hmm. We're ultimately multidimensional beings. And so there's, you know, there's multiple dimensions to this experience. There's multiple dimensions to us. So the Akashic Records, it exists in you. It exists in this experience. It's not something that's separate from you or this experience. It's just on a different dimension. And so (laughs) what happens is for these readings, I basically get permission from the person I'm doing the reading for. And just to be clear, no one can look at your records without your permission. And if anyone says they can, they're not getting accurate information. That is never going to happen. So it's like I get permission from the client to access their record. And I will tell you too, if someone really, even if they give me permission, but they really don't want me to access it, I won't be able to. So yeah, so it's fully within the person's control. It's not in, you know, my control. It's fully within your control, whether I can access it. And then I go in and I access it. And that's where I get this information. The manifesting blueprint, not the gifts and talents part, but the other pieces of that blueprint, those actually come from the seventh dimension, not the fifth. So it's a little bit different, but it's still just talk about that. Can you just define that a little bit for us? It's just like you can go through the fifth dimension into the seventh dimension. And it just contains different information because the information in the manifesting blueprint, it's not really like historical information. It's more of just how you're structured to thrive and create in the world. So it does take on a little bit. It's like the Akashic Records are more like it's compiling like historical information in a sense about you. And the manifesting blueprint is different. And it's like how you're... that's in the seventh? Yeah, in the seventh. Okay. Yeah. And what's up there? Like, what what do we call that? I mean, really, we just, for purposes of like what I understand, we just call it the seventh dimension. Okay. Yeah. I'm hearing this for the first time. Yeah. To be fair. And I'm sure there's others like me who have heard some aspects of what we're talking about and may be hearing new things for the first time. I think, too, the interesting thing with this stuff, too, is like, a lot of the stuff would, I think, depend on how you were defining these different things. Do you know what I mean? So because I've read different kind of people defining dimensions differently in a sense. Okay, like culturally or just like modalities? Modalities, yeah. Because like when I studied Reiki, I felt like they were giving slightly different like when they were looking at dimensions and maybe they're not different, maybe they're consistent. I just haven't really taken the time to really compare all of the modalities and how they're defining it. But I think what matters is when you're doing a reading like this and it's really the intention of where you're going. It's like the intention of the information you're accessing and where you're accessing it from. So I don't want people to be too caught up in like, well, you called this the seventh dimension. And I thought (laughs) this was on the seventh dimension. What I would say too is coming from a corporate litigator background. I mean, the fact that I'm sitting here talking to you about stuff like this is 
it's like shocking to me, but at the same time, it feels so natural. So it's an interesting thing. But what I would say is when I got my readings the first time, I had no idea where the information came from. I literally, my friend was like, I want to do this thing for you. And I was like, sure, I'm game, whatever. (laughs) And when I got the information though, the information was so spot on and it so dramatically made changes in my life. I was like, I don't care where this came from. You know what I mean? It was like, (laughs) this is so, it's like you have a curiosity about it kind of, but at the same time, it's like when you actually get one, when you actually get a reading and see for yourself, it's like the proof is in the pudding almost. It's more of like, this is so accurate and so spot on. The more I've done readings for people and seen how accurate they've been and the changes that people have been able to make because of them. Yeah. And that's the beauty in it. And I ask these questions, I I just want to say not from a place of trying to validate what you're sharing, because I experienced it. It was similar to the way your friend was like, I want to do something for you. That's kind of how (laughs) our experience was too. And I was like, okay, let's, let's let's do that. Let's see what this is, whatever. Let's just do it. And I had the same experience you did where I was like, yeah, this is so spot on. This is so interesting because I didn't share anything with you outside of the one conversation we had. And that's so unrelated to the information you gave me because we were talking about you, (laughs) you know, like we're exploring your journey more than we were exploring mine. I know I share, but it was just, there's no way that you would have come up with that just from the one time we talked. And I'm a curious person and I also like to define things for people. So when I ask that part of it, it's just fascinating to me. I think it's just a fascinating aspect of this part and I want to normalize it. I don't want people to feel like they can't talk about the parts that are the why and the how. I think it's important. And not from a place of like, oh, I don't, I mean, that's up to them. They have to conquer their own fear around what they want to welcome in. If they feel called to learn more or experience something like this, they will show up. So I'm trusting that 100%. And this whole season that we're doing is exploring things like this. So Mm -hmm. this is a safe space. And if someone's tuning in to today, they're curious too. And, you know, I'm learning about it in a way that I haven't before. So I feel like this is such a great opportunity to like ask these how questions. Cause I also share in this, this is new for me to be more transparent in this area. Cause I talk more from like how to, you know, be empowered and, and, but this is a way to be empowered too. And I do Reiki. And when I started doing Reiki, you know, things started coming in and I wasn't expecting that. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm getting these messages and I'm getting these images and I have to share it with the person I'm working with and they get to interpret it however they want because I don't really know what they mean yet or right now. (laughs) It always makes so much sense to them. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess this is just part of my expression when I'm doing Reiki that I'm getting these extra things. And that's how I experienced it. So I'm so fascinated by how other people who do readings and and work in that space are experiencing it. So I'm asking you from that perspective, like when you are going into the Akashic records into this dimension, like what is that experience like for you? How are you getting the information? Yeah. So first of all, I just want to say, I really appreciate what you just said. And I agree with you. It's like bridge the gap in a way. Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like we have people who would look at things like this and be like, oh, that's woo woo and write it off. And then not get a benefit from it. Do you know what I mean? And at the same time, we do have a lot of people who are very much like, I'm open to this. I'm interested in it, which was me. I was open to it and interested in it, even though it seemed 
odd to me. Like I was still open to and interested in it. And I really like what you're doing because I think we are such complex and dynamic beings and there's so much more to us and to this experience. And I feel like we, a lot of times are opening ourselves up to. And so I do think it's really, really great that you're like having these conversations and that we're kind of making some things more normal that might seem kind of different. And it might seem kind of odd to people that you know, you can access the fifth dimension and get information. And it seemed odd to me at first. But then when you do it, it's like, oh, this is so easy. It's like washing dishes or something like it's not a big deal. You could just do it. And <laughs> and that is so interesting to me. Like, I want people to know that mm-hmm. I want it to be that simple. Mm-hmm. And I only know my own practice. This is the other reason why I'm asking. And I only do it with myself and my cat now, let's be fair. Mm-hmm. But my cat loves it. Half the time he tells me he wants a healing. I know that sounds crazy. Oh, no. I totally hear you. I totally feel you on this. <laughs> and he comes up and he just like pulls me with his little paws to sit down. And he gets, he's like, I want the crystals out. And he sits on them. <laughs> and he's like, give me my reading. <laughs> or like, give me my, my healing. Mm. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I guess we're doing this now. It's like the funniest thing and I don't know how else to explain it but it's just something that happens and it's just what happens and I just listen to him yeah (laughs) and now I sound like to some people like I may have just devalidated myself (laughs) to someone out there but whatever yeah that's part of who I am and we're just gonna talk freely Mm -hmm. you know yeah (laughs) yeah I love this I think this is so great and it might seem like oh there's something so special about being able to do some of this stuff and I would just say We are so much more powerful than we think we are. There's so much more available to us than we think there is. There's so much more to this experience than we've been taught and what we've been told. And the constant messaging to us is that we're not powerful. The constant messaging to us is that we're weak and that like we need all this other, like it's just, it's so pervasive. And then it's like, you're just like my cat Wanda healing and I knew it. So I gave the, you know, it's like, we do know things like that. I totally feel that and understand that. And yeah, for me, once I learned how to do this, it was just like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And I would say we all have that capability within us. I like what you're saying about, because you're saying like, oh, we all have this power and people want to make us feel unspecial. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, is that by understanding that what you're doing or what I'm talking about, it is special, but it is only special because we are all special Mm -hmm. and we can all do it. And we all have access. It's like by being so pragmatic about it, by being this part of your life or just this everyday easy thing Mm -hmm. that validates how special it is, but really because it validates how special we are as beings, that we are part of that. So in the same way that you and I are part of this strange virtual conversation we're having right Mm -hmm. now, like the fact that this is possible is super weird to someone who lives in the past and would see this and be like, what the heck is that? Like, Mm -hmm. how is that possible? But we're doing it through invisible energy that goes up into the sky and bounces back and I can see your face and hear your voice and in real time. That's crazy if we tried to explain that mm-hmm. to someone before this existed. There's so many things like that, right? So maybe this is one of those things. Maybe we can just talk about it and see what it feels like. And if we get outcomes from it, like what is that like, you know, why not? Mm-hmm. And what is the fear? You know, what are the things that we are stopping ourselves about having that experience or trying it? Or what is the actual fear? Mm-hmm. Is it that you're going to sound crazy? Mm-hmm. Is it that it might work and then what? Like, yeah, <laughs> sometimes that's scary, too. It's true. It's like, 
oh crap, it's working. Yeah. What is this? Yeah. I can't, I don't understand it. So I don't know. And I don't want to do it, you know? Yeah. It's so interesting too, how people to a certain extent, it's like they want to hold on to their limitations. You know, they want to hold on to what they believed about life. But again, just understand that's just, it's just a functionality of the mind putting you in fear of stepping into the new, like move past it. And it's really helpful when you understand that that's what the mind's doing. It's like the mind just wants to keep you in what you know, because the mind thinks by doing that, it's keeping you safe. Now, again, the mind has many facets. This isn't like the whole mind. The mind will do that. And it thinks it's keeping you safe. It's not. It's not keeping you safe. It's keeping you from who you are. It's keeping you from what you could actually experience. And so, you know, if there's something comes up that does feel uncomfortable or weird or odd, and, you know, that's not necessarily not the reason to step into it. It might be the reason to step into it. Yeah. And I do think really sitting with yourself, like tapping into what does feel good to you, what doesn't feel good to you and identifying that as clearly as you can so that when you go into things that are new, you can really tell the difference. And I think that helps a lot. And it can be as simple as like, what's easy for me that brings joy, right? Like what makes me laugh or what do I like to do that's simple? That's a good feeling that's easy. Like Mm -hmm. remember what that is. And then what is the thing that feels resistant and hard and like you don't want to do it, but you're convincing yourself to Mm -hmm. do it. And it's like all of that energy that's spirally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe that's not what you need to be doing. (laughs) That's a different, very different feeling. Yeah. And I do want to say that, and I'm realizing this throughout our conversation and as we're talking, I'm having like little realizations because I did do this blueprint and that feeling of ease, which I preach all the time. What if it were easy? That's a big phrase I, I bring up often and I do it because I need it too. And it's like, well, the easy is just too easy. Mm. Like that can't be enough. That's like, that can't possibly be enough. Mm. And it's like, oh, but why? Mm-hmm. Why isn't that enough? Why doesn't that feel like enough? Mm-hmm. When we do things that are easy. Yeah. And easy for us, meaning each person is very different. And that circles back to the gifts and the alignment and what you do in the first part of this blueprint. Yeah. So that's such a good point. And so it's so interesting, too, when I give some people some of their gifts, they're just like, no, no. That's just, that's not a gift. It's like, because it does, it comes so naturally to them. It's like they Mm -hmm. discount it. They discount Mm -hmm. the gift that it is. And so it's like, Oh, everyone can kind of do that. It's like, no, they can't. You can do that. You can do that. It's natural to you. That's why there's an ease to it to you. And, you know, when you embrace that and you own that, you don't just benefit yourself. You benefit the world because it's like the world is now getting to benefit from your gifts. I mean, think about that. Think about if everyone was just like sharing their gifts with the world, their true gifts with the world, not going out and just working themselves to the bone and exhausting and depleting themselves. Like what a different experience we would have. Oh my gosh. Yes, exactly. And that's why I think what you're sharing is actually really, really important. When we empower ourselves, we really do empower the world and we do power the world very differently Mm -hmm. when we operate from our power. Like it all just works together and that is a possibility in our reality Mm -hmm. in this dimension. Yes, in this dimension. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for going down that path with me because I think so much can come up when people hear a conversation like this. So I'm happy that we were able to kind of address some of those things that I'm sure some of us are feeling and just bring them to the surface and talk about it a little bit. So I appreciate your space and holding for that. We could go on. I, I mean, I could talk about this all day, <laughs> <laughs> but I won't. So what I'll, what I'll ask next is just how can we connect with you? Is there anything that we can share with the listener that they can get started on? 
figuring this out for themselves. Yeah. So you can connect with me on my website. It's www.karanicolebatar.com. And so on that website, I do offer these readings. So Manifesting Blueprint and Soul Realignment, they're under optimization sessions. And for your listeners, I'd love to offer them 20% off. And so if they could just mention Be Bold Begin when they sign up, they can just put it in the comments. So I'll know. And then if they're interested in the programs, I do offer free discovery calls so we can talk about that and really see, you know, if that's a good fit for them, if that's going to benefit them, if that's the best thing for them. That's so generous and just a really beautiful offer. So thank you for offering that to our listeners and just the free call. Yeah. (laughs) To figure it out is invaluable. Like why Mm -hmm. not? Yeah. See if, see if it's a fit. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kara, for coming back. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I've just loved being here. I've loved getting to talk with you and I really appreciate what you're doing with this podcast. So great. Thank you. We'll have to bring you back again. And talk <laughs> That'd more. be so fun. <laughs> thank you for listening to Beeble Begin. We hope that these episodes are helping inspire and empower you to take your next steps towards whatever you're thinking of creating. And if you want more tools, resources, and techniques for your creative process and to connect with me directly, then I'd love to invite you to our Unleash Creative Community. Just follow the link in the show notes and I'll look forward to meeting you there. Happy creating.